to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Hello, friends! I hope you're all having a good week. I'm still so excited from the fun that we had during the Highways live stream for The Alternative. Um, Podcast alum Jiraiya joined me for about 13 minutes as we talked about his music and anime characters, which are like two of my favorite things. Um, we had such a great time recording our chat and hanging out, and you can definitely check it out on YouTube with the link in the show notes. 
Um, I love any excuse to geek out, as you all know. So to be able to do that with a friend um, and for a stream was pretty damn cool. I'd love to do another one of those, honestly. And um, now that I've tried it for an event like this, I definitely want to do more. So I don't know. Maybe we'll cook something up for the five-year podcast anniversary that's already happening this fall. It's kind of mind-blowing. Maybe we'll do like an anime live stream and we'll just watch an episode of a show and chat or something. Who knows? If you have ideas, please set me up. We've got plenty of time to figure something cool out. Um, so let's move over to this week's guests. I'm joined by Bugsy. This Minnesota-based band caught my attention with their playful, energetic approach to music, but they also refused to hold back on discussing change and relationships and emotions. Um, the fourth piece clearly are willing to talk about important things while also having a lot of fun. We laughed a lot recording this one, actually. Um, they joined this week to chat about the band's origins, some of their interests, making music videos, and way too much more for me to be able to list it all. So let's hear some more Bugsy and then hear from the band. I am out of
welcome Bugsy to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are y'all doing? Hello. We're good. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Are y'all staying warm in Minneapolis? Today yes. we are. Yes. Unfortunately, like like two weeks ago, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> our house we, broke. we both didn't have heat during the cold snap, actually, for a little yeah. while. Oh, no. We're all good now. Yeah, all of us are warm. Everybody um, in Minnesota has uh, space heaters, you know, yeah. just in case. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> so. Our landlord so kindly dropped two of them off for us. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. They have his name on them still. <laughs> Gosh. that's nice at least but oh my god like terrible timing it sounds like <laughs> yeah it was so it was so bad i mean but that's why it happened you know it's of like, course that's just kind of yeah that's wild well i'm glad y'all are doing doing well now that all is good i am so excited to be able to talk to y'all um it's been so much fun digging into your music and kind of getting to know the style that you all have um it's it's just fun period <laughs> Um, I always like to kind of learn a little bit more about y'all in the beginning here. Can each of you kind of like first kind of introduce yourself so folks recognize your voice and then tell me about how you first began to play music? Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm Emily. I'll start. Um, I'm Emily. I use she and the pronouns and like um, I sing and play guitar in the band and I got into music because I really liked the Ramones as a youngster and um, yeah, this question is always surprisingly hard to answer for no reason. But um, yeah, I started like, I got like a guitar off, like a Craigslist guitar, mm -hmm. like um, when I was like nine or 10, but I was pretty bad at playing and I like did music through like some after school programs, but like I was pretty, pretty bad and I didn't try because I was like, but I knew I liked music. I think it was just like a little bit of like imposter syndrome and not being like immediately told that I was like good. good. Yeah. But like, I always have like written songs and always written written stuff and done music. So I used to like write little songs and sing them. Um, personal favorite early song is called The Bubble Room. It's kind of existential. It was about um, a toad who got trapped in a bubble and floating higher, he ran out of air. Um, <laughs> but like the less air he had, the harder it was to get to the top. So he was just like eternally trapped. Anyways, that was, a, that was a long story. Spinning I, tales. <laughs> I uh, played music in a punk band in high school. Um, and I think we actually did an interview with you a long time ago, potentially. We're called Bruce Violet. And we, um, that was when I really started like seriously playing music, um, and that was like when I knew that that was what I wanted to do. That was way too long. I apologize. No, there's no such thing as too long on a podcast. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, my name is Shannon. I use they, them pronouns. Um, I started getting into music. I kind of played a lot of music growing up. Um, I play, I play bass and do like harmonies in, in Bugsy. Um, but then I started doing choir in middle school. And that's kind of when I really started getting into music. Um, and I was like, that's kind of where a lot of like my musical like skill kind of developed. And then I was also in a punk band in high school. Um, and I, I played guitar and I sang and that was really, really fun. I wasn't very good at guitar, but like I had a good time. 
and then that's like, that's the high school band <laughs> high school band <laughs> playing, open, pack. playing open chords with the yeah. distortion pedal and your shitty not even that nine, like six amp one single note at a time yeah <laughs> you know um and then yeah and then I wanted to be a music teacher for a while that's not happening anymore but um yeah and then I kind of like but it's, it's kind of interesting because Bugsy was kind of like my official shift. For, I mean, I played in a band in high school, but I was mostly classically trained. And then like mm. I started playing Bugsy and things kind of shifted for the better. But <laughs> yeah. And then I started writing more when I was like 18. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I My name is Griffin. I use he, him pronouns. Um, and uh, I started playing music. I don't know. I think I was probably in middle school. And it's like in middle school like um you're always like kind of trying to like find your identity you know like how are people gonna know you like what makes you cool or whatever <laughs> and my mom showed me nirvana and i was like <laughs> yep that's it that's what i want to do you know like i was just kind of like you know seeing i don't know it, it's hard to kind of like put yourself in the mindset of like what you were thinking when you were little but yeah. it's like super easy to just get enamored by stuff i think yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> when you get enamored by something and then you start I, I think I can't remember why I started taking guitar lessons I just did my guitar teacher was also really into Nirvana and like the Smashing Pumpkins and all the things that I was really into in middle school and I just had like a really good environment to just like do it and then the more I did it the more it was just kind of like all right you know this is just what I do now <laughs> I've been like this is like my fourth band and it's like yeah I'm not really no turning back now. No turning back now. <laughs> the tunes are with you. Much. I love that. That's so great. Thank you all so much for sharing kind of how you first got into music because I always find it interesting to kind of trace like how did everybody kind of fall in love with music and like how does that shape them now ultimately as performers and stuff? And it's so great that you had things like Nirvana to kind of influence you, Griffin, and then like, you know, building up in that height and that like, High school punk band is everything I feel like for so many people because that's where you get your confidence going. Well, and it's like whatever happens to you when you were a teenager just like becomes such a part of your identity. That's very true. You know, that's it's like very true. going further on into your 20s. It's like when you see people from high school, like that's what they'll talk to you about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The music that you play no. or whatever. I like sorry I interrupted you I mean I don't know I just feel like <laughs> all of us and like a lot of other people that we talk to in the music scene like no matter what like you're doing like and not everybody's this way you don't have to be this way but so many of us just like decided when we were really young that this was just something we wanted to do all the time no matter what it ended up you know yeah that's really awesome and I always find it really inspiring and fascinating when people are able to latch on to something that they love so much and just kind of like see it through in the way that y'all are doing here which is really cool. Um, I'm kind of curious, what kind of keeps you motivated and excited about music? I kind of feel like, this is Emily again, sorry. Um, it just is not like, you know, I don't like have to stay motivated. It just like is mm -hmm. what I do. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I'm in therapy because <laughs> everyone should be in therapy if you're able to. Um, but you know there was a moment this this summer i don't remember where it was maybe it was this fall where i like kept track of like the days i band practice we had band practice and mood and just like the day before band practice the mood is down and then it's like back <laughs> to normal again and it's yeah. just it's like it's not really like something that i 
like obviously it's something that I can choose not to do but it's like it's easy to stay motivated because it's just what I do and it's just like doing it with other people this yeah. is this is a fun fact about animals actually so like <laughs> I really like sharks I think sharks are great another thing that I latched onto as a young child all pelagic sharks um don't have a way to actually breathe they have to keep moving they don't have a choice they yeah. have to swim otherwise they can't get any oxygen and, you know that's just kind of like I don't know like, we, that's what we do you know what do you mean stop swimming like I don't have any options <laughs> y'all are just musical sharks yeah. Yeah. That's but we're also friends we're also friends so yeah. it's like it's like I we're the sharks in Finding Nemo I mean, sharks <laughs> The sharks in Finding Nemo, but we're not like gonna eat you. We're just like, hey, hey. like, like <laughs> we're the stingrays. We're the stingrays in Finding Nemo. Stingrays no, we're the um, we're the turtles. The turtles. That's what I meant. The turtles. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> the turtles. We that's what I meant. Turtles, not the stingrays. Actually. Um, yeah, I think I kind of agree with everything that you, you said. I think it's mostly just like, for me, it is something that I don't know. It feels really cheesy to say, but it's always something that I like always kind of fell back on and always like enjoyed doing and it was always like a, oh like maybe I should do this instead but like it was always like it'd be cool to do this it'd be cool to do music and it's like why not just do it like you can yeah. do it like yeah. YOLO you know what I mean I like I'm able to do all these other things that I like like I always I don't know sorry no, you keep um, going. I talk a lot. like I want to like be a social worker and I'm going to school for that and but like on all these other things but it's just like I have time and also we're in a pandemic there's so much time i don't know like there's so much time yeah. but there's also no time but it's just cool it also like this is kind of shifting the conversation a little bit but i think the pandemic has also kind of shown that like this is something that we really actually want to do mm -hmm. yeah that not we, just for the gig like, yeah because we're able to continue to like stay motivated and work hard and like i don't know alex our drummer who's not here right now like he kind of talks about a lot like just like how like we haven't taken this time to be stagnant we've just kind of gone upward and like mm -hmm. it's really cool to witness that and get that internal validation rather yeah. than like getting it from other people which is still really cool but I also think it's it's also like I think it'd be like ignorant to say that like people don't seek that out because I definitely seek that out as a musician we also high key get validation from other people too yeah but it's cool to like just be like oh yeah like we are practicing we're practicing and doing this because like we want to do it and we care about each other and we care about the art that we're making mm -hmm. and I just think that's really cool it is and like the fact that you do have this motivation in a time that has really challenged a lot of artists to mm -hmm. kind of stay creative and kind of take care of themselves so many people I've talked to throughout the pandemic it's been um you know something that's a challenge for them sometimes it's a release and sometimes it's something that kind of just helps get through a really weird time that we're all living in and yeah. it's so great that you've been able to kind of stick together and kind of keep that momentum going I think in some ways it's honestly like almost even easier to keep going in a pandemic for me at least like because I I write songs and I, I think I found myself in a rut sometimes like before the pandemic and I'm not trying to say that the pandemic is any way good because it's <laughs> it's awful like <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to say in the slightest but I think you know in the vein of um trying to see the positive things mm -hmm. um it's given me a chance to really evaluate what what I want to say and what I want to use my voice to say in the music that I write without kind of 
thinking about how other people will react to it um, and given me at least a chance to be more honest and vulnerable in my songwriting, which yeah. is, you know, cool, but also scary mm -hmm. and exciting and scary. <laughs> well, that's, that's like the moment you can reflect though, honestly, because I think a lot of us are starting to kind of realize what are the really important things about ourselves mm -hmm. to kind of meditate on and like let marinate in our systems. And it's, I think for, I, I can't say for everybody, but for a lot of people, it's led to a little bit of a, to, to draw for some fiction here, like some character development, you know, you're, you're discovering things about yourself and, um, it, it's great when you have a moment where you discover, oh, I can talk about these things in my music or I can write this kind of stuff that I didn't do before. So that's awesome for you. That's a good thing. <laughs> I feel like with the pandemic, there's a lot of like, a lot of people are kind of like realizing like, what are the things in my life that are like easy for me and like give me like energy? And, like mm -hmm. what are the things that I like spend my energy on? You know? And what are the things that are worth my energy? And what are the things that I care about? And yeah. what do I want to spend my energy on going forward? And it's like, as this has kind of happened, it's just kind of been really apparent that like, this is just like a really like, I don't know, I don't want to say easy, but just like, you know, like, good. It comes naturally. Obvious. It's like a good thing. And it's like not something that the pandemic like is throttling as much yeah. as like other things in our lives. Yeah, you know? that's good. I'm glad you have this right now. Honestly, everybody deserves to have that thing that like, you know, they can look on and say, yeah, this is a thing that feels good. It's something that's good in my life and I got to keep doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. I love the way that the three of you talk and like interact with each other. I think that's so awesome. I'm imagining with Alex as well. It's just uh, as fun. Uh, I'm just assuming that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I want to yeah. hear about how uh, Bugsy started. How did you all meet and how did this begin? I'm going to do a quick, quick round, quick round story. So <laughs> Alex was the drummer of one of my old band, like an old band that I was in with him. So we asked him to join last though. I don't know why I said him first. Maybe <laughs> um, Shannon, I posted something on Facebook about learning, looking for a bandmate and Shannon responded on Facebook. Um, and Griffin and I were in a biology class yeah. and um, <laughs> we shared, we shared a common enemy. <laughs> I, just, it's not it wasn't an enemy i'm being dramatic i mean you know it's just <laughs> we just became friends we became friends yeah <laughs> well i'm like i don't know like for me specifically like right after i mean okay so bugsy's my fourth band right when my third band broke up there was a lot of like social and emotional turmoil you know mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to work with a group of people um because you know everybody is different um, and like, as that ended, I was just really in such a place where I was just like, man, I don't even know if I can do music, you know, like, like I'll always do music, but I don't know if I can be in a band and do this like networking and like, you know, have this be a serious part of my life. And then, you know, Emily from Bruce Violet, local legend, like, she want to be in my band. And I was like, yeah, I have to be in this band. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Like. I was talking to Griffin about this earlier, actually, but like I posted the thing on Facebook because my therapist told me I had to take a risk every day. And that was the risk I took. I was like, oh my Ooh. God. And we like saw the people that were on the, that had commented. And I was like, I don't know, this is going to work out. And but then like, I remember like 
we met and then we were practicing a few times and then like Emily and I played a show and it was just the two of us and I, I remember talking to them and I was like I really hope this continues to work out and Emily was like Shannon and I was like oh <laughs> It's like yeah. you're in the van. What do you mean? You're <laughs> We're doing so, it. I hope it works out. And then even my like my partner at the time was like, "Yeah, Shannon, like I don't think Emily would ask you to play a show in Mankato with them. Like, well, I guess I'm so maybe." Yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's funny because when we started playing together, like I knew everyone separately, but <laughs> but nobody knew each other. Knew each other. <laughs> but now, like, yeah. And I had really only just started like being. Yeah, yeah. We like. I barely knew Shannon. Very fresh. But it's like now, the members of Bugsy are like my my best friends. So it's like very very sweet to think about, but it's also funny. It's like how how, like it's Frankenstein. 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 It just really works (laughs) out. The Bugsy is Frankenstein. No, the doctor is Frankenstein. So you're Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And oh we're the no! Monster. And we're the monster. The yeah. bug, the baby, the monster. <laughs> but it's like, um, what was I gonna say? I just really feel like I don't know. Mary Shelley. I've just like <laughs> worked with a lot of people musically. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. different, but like I just think we're like really easy people to work with. You know, like I, I have an easy <laughs> I time. I have a, I have an easy time working with these people, and it's like you know, that's just. It comes naturally, and we get along, and it's very nice. Yeah. Be friends, yeah, not just colleagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> not just colleagues. I love that. We are it's, business partners. We're business as well. partners. We actually like <laughs> only do exchanges, and this is all an act. We only communicate <laughs> via email. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even you and Alex. I'm not even friends together. with any of them on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all just a facade, just for us. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so important to actually find people that you enjoy writing music with and playing with. So it's great that y'all were able to put together one heck of a team here of people who just like to clearly hang out and play music. How'd y'all land on the name Bugsy? I'm very curious for this one. <laughs> um honestly I yeah. don't know. Um it's the name of the guinea pig from an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, <laughs> and um that's that's kind of why I thought it sounded cute. Um my ex-boyfriend may or may not have suggested it, but we don't have to I mean I just did talk about it, but we don't have to talk about it for like yeah. Um, and then I, I brought a bunch of names to the group, and by a bunch, I think I brought two. I think it was, it was like that Peachy one. And like, Keen and yeah, Peachy Keen. Oh, I didn't like Peachy Keen. I like Peachy Keen too. Uh, either. <laughs> oh no 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 no! That's not uh, that is not what I meant when I said that. I'm gonna explain my feelings at some point. <laughs> but yeah, the Bugsy is um, after the guinea pig. I really like guinea pigs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like I like. really more I than really like. like guinea pigs I like. could name any guinea pig fact and that was the guinea pig in the Adam Sandler movie and I hated that guinea pig because it was the most inaccurate CGI guinea pig I've ever seen and for some reason <laughs> I was like yeah I hate that guinea pig let me name my band after it um anyways I 
probably should have been a little wiser with band name selections because there's like a million other bugsies out there like releasing music and sometimes put them on our spotify sometimes they'll put their songs on our spotify it's like once a month i have to just like delete delete this random other bugsy from our spotify it's always the same bugsy too yeah it's like dude read the room like figure it out get off get off of our spotify Um, this is a she PSA her, if you're the alternate. She has her other. Oh, it's not that one. It's oh, the, there's it's a third. A, there's like 10 there's a bugsies. third bugsy. There's too many. That's why we have a lowercase b though. <laughs> to clear up any confusion. We're clearing the air. This is the bugsy. <laughs> I mean, as, but like as far as I remember the conversation happening, it was just like. I think we're gonna be called Bugsy, and I'm like, okay, I I like bugs. Bugs are good, <laughs> and now it's like kind of part of our aesthetic, and I really like that because like Emily likes right. warm blooded things. I really like cold blooded things. And Alex and I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think bugs and insects are really cool, and I really like that. That's part of the aesthetic. So even though most of the bugs we use or are bug not emojis are not actually real bugs, bugs, actually, but nobody knows that. So. Fair. That's what needs to know. Well, now they do, but <laughs> bees and insects. All all bugs are insects, but not all insects are bugs. That is true. Specific kind of insect that is actually considered to be a true bug. It's like cicadas, stink bugs. Are bo- bees bugs? No, bees are uh, like <laughs> it's like hymenopterids, which is like related to like wasps and like ants and things like. That. Oh my I was gosh! Cool for this kind of stuff. <laughs> Griffin, you know your animals. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, n- yeah. No, it's a big deal for me. It's a big deal. For it's like two. the other thing, like outside of music, that's like my other thing. You know, I just like animals, <laughs> not I, like all you hate animals. Cicadas. I don't hate cicadas. I'm afraid of them. <laughs> Completely <cicadas>. valid. <laughs> There's more coming this summer. Yep. More hatching this summer. But we're not on the 17 year. I I'm scared of them, but I also know everything about. That's probably why you're scared of them. You know everything about them. No, I don't know. I'm scared of guinea. I'm not scared of guinea pigs, and I know everything about them. <laughs> it might be a case of knowing too much, and then that's what causes the "oh, I don't like this." <laughs> you know, I think you know this is probably like derailing a little bit, but like I don't think that like you have to dislike everything that you're necessarily afraid of. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, I am afraid of cicadas. That's not their fault. I don't dislike them for it, you know? We just need to separate ourselves, and that's okay, you know? Yeah, boundaries. Sometimes yeah. that's how, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> um, I don't know, this is like a specific phobia. It's like thalassophobia, where you're like afraid of like open water and things like that. Um, that's my fear. Like being suspended in the open ocean. Yes, um, which I, is really bad because I live in Florida. Oh no! Oh really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I love Florida specifically for the ocean and the wildlife. Um, There's cool here. Cool animals in Florida. I I really like animals and I really like wildlife, but I like the ocean specifically. I am slightly like afraid of being suspended in open water, but it's like afraid in a way that makes me want to do it a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, not single, I'm not a single person who like wouldn't be slightly afraid of that. It's like you know there's, what I mean? there's like, something about the fear of it that's just so all-encompassing that it's like a part of the experience and a part of like, what yeah. would make me enjoy that so much. <laughs> I would be terrified of being suspended in water with like a, a sperm whale specifically. I, there's something about them. I don't know. <laughs> It's frightening, but I would totally do it if I had the chance, and I wouldn't regret it at all. 
I would probably try it, but also I'd probably have an anxiety attack from beginning to end and probably for like at least a half hour after, but just because it would be like one of those weird, like once in a lifetime things. Yeah, I guess I got to do it, but sometimes you just have to do it. Like even there's definitely moments in my life where I've done stuff that's terrifying and been like, I, well, I did it and I never have to do it again. Yeah. It's like you also get to decide what you have to do. You know, if somebody's like, I do not have to go in the water with that. I don't care enough. It's frightening. You know, that's whatever. I have to do it. It's it's funny because it's like, for me, it's not what's in the water. It's the immensity of it all that more so than anything, which is like a weird psychological thing. I've tried so many times, even just to be out in like the bay. And even that I'm just like, nope, can't do it. I'm like, I have to be able to swim back. Lauren is known about space and it's known about the ocean. Like there's so much about the ocean that is like unknown. Yeah. And it's so vast and so large. And this is coming from someone who does not know as much as this one. I, I mean, see. I see. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be like, actually, but like I, my mom is from the East coast and I spent a lot of time in the, like, the Atlantic ocean mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. It's very interesting and it's very big. And I guess that's all I have to say. Something that I always think is really interesting about the ocean that I like <laughs> to tell people is like, um, there's lots of scary animals on the land too that are a million times more likely to just come at you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you, true. if you were like a few feet away from a great white shark versus like being a few feet away from like a lion, like being next to the lion is a million times more dangerous. That shark is not going to mess with you. It doesn't know what you are and it doesn't care. Um, a lion knows what you are. And a lion knows what you are. And a lion is like, I can eat that. And I'm faster than <laughs> you. And I am faster than you. And Bam. I know that. You know? <laughs> um, but Lions like, are just, I mean, cat, all cats are. Cats like, are scary. Cats, like, I have two cats. And I assure you that they probably, like, like, I mean, I don't know. They definitely think that they're more powerful than they are. Perfect little killers. They are the perfect animal. Cats I mean, are. No. <laughs> No. The perfect hunter. The perfect hunter. The perfect hunter on land. And I love them. I love cats. Cats are my favorite animal. I have a cat picture on my wall. You can't see it. It's not in front of There it is. Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's like everyone has, I mean, I don't know. Alex's and my animals are both kind of like cats. Like, we're both like, we vibe with cats. We yeah. like cats. Um, I'm the only, I'm the biggest dog fan of Bugsy, too. But yeah. Yep. Um, but just like one more thing about the ocean I just want to say one last thing truly honestly like this pandemic has been really stressful and like one of the things that like always gets me the most is like first chance I get like I need to go back to the ocean it's like the one place that like I think about every day anywhere in there Florida, Florida. (laughs) I think about it well I have have some family who live in Florida who have been trying to get me to come there a lot but like you know We'll shoot you an email, please. I got you in. I got you when you're ready to come see the ocean and and go to Florida. Can I ask what city in Florida you live in? St. Pete. So I'm like right on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Yeah. The Gulf is the best. I love the Gulf. I've never been to the Gulf. The Gulf is so good. I've just been to Orlando. (laughs) Orlando's awesome too. It's only two hours from here. So like it's. I played in, I I went to Disney World. Disney World. But that's all I that's awesome i love it yeah y'all got a tour down here at some point i would love that we definitely will i mean you know i would love to if if it can happen in every state i want to go to every state i love to rock (laughs) Uh, um 
I mean, not to like, do you guys want to talk about touring stuff a little bit? Because I have a lot to say about touring stuff. So. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm choosing. I'm trying not to. Please. We just want to tour so bad. Honestly, we were on we tour when the pandemic hit and we had to cancel oh. it and come back. Um, but like, it was the first time I had ever really gotten to go out on tour and the first time Shannon and played. Alex too. and Alex, the three of us, um, Emily's a vet, so <laughs> they've been around, but like, yeah, we were just like driving around playing shows and I was just like, yep, this is it. I, if I can just do this for like the next three years of my life, I would just <laughs> love to. And then we, happen. it's been a year now. We got lucky with our tour though. Like we, we were playing with, um, we went on tour with a band called Marmalade. We like love and like. All the shows are great. Like, cannot say the same for some of the other tours I've been on. But. Oh God, yeah. I've heard so many horror stories about tours, but it just happened to be just like, oh, just, I love all these people. We're yeah. just having such a good time. I was going to say, I think it also speaks on like the people that we're with. And like, mm-hmm. at least for me, like, I don't know, I like felt safe with the people I was with. Mm-hmm. So that like, I think like, I mean, I think there was like one or two instances on that tour where like, I think it's just like inevitable being like a femme person people kind of are like creepy to you and people were kind of creepy to me at like two of the shows on the tour and like I was like I know I can rely on these people if something goes wrong and like that just made it a lot better good but it was a good tour it, oh. like that did not ruin the vibe also but. I know you said this but like we went on tour with a band called Marmalade we really want to give a shout outs to them we they're, saw Maddie today they're sick they're, they're, the they're great probably one of my favorite local bands and bands stream marmalade <laughs> so sorry that's so awesome that you have like good people you can trust to be on the road with that's sometimes the most important part ultimately because then it's like you know who you can go to if like shit gets weird but also you have fun people to chill with during like the majority awesome part oh, you know yeah oh yeah heck yeah I love that. Well, I hope y'all get to get back on the road as soon as it's safe to, honestly. Yeah, too. I agree. So, so much. Um, I'm kind of curious because I unfortunately have never been to one of your shows before. Tell me about what it's like experiencing from your perspective, even like your live show and like, what kind of sound are you really trying to go for? Like, how would you describe that? I think live we can sometimes be like louder than we sound in like the recordings, but I think that's the nature of like every every band live. Live like, shows. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I am, kind of like an anxious person at shows, so it's hard for me, and just generally, so it's just hard for me to like really know what's what's going on or how people are responding, and like whenever we play, like. You know, I feel like I get like taken over by another being, but simultaneously, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll I definitely like dance around and do my thing, but also my my eyes are like closed the entire time. So I kind of usually like rely on unless like the crowd is going like crazy and I can't ignore it. Like I usually just don't know what's going on. But you if know. you see Bugsy live, usually there's um we we are loud. We play songs and occasionally I cry but usually that doesn't interfere with the playing it's just like yeah. you know and having fun give a little, give a little and Emily Alex and I are really like playing loud and fast mm-hmm. yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know I am the 
only really like I'm the most extroverted member of Bugsy mm -hmm. and so I think that's kind of, I'm also like kind of assumed like the mother role in some ways with the <laughs> band so I feel like sometimes I'm just like what's up like <laughs> what do we need like I bring okay I bring an extra capo I bring an extra tuner mm -hmm. I bring an extra chord because mm -hmm. they somehow get they get used <laughs> like and that's okay and Griffin are forgetful <laughs> um, <laughs> And then uh, but no Shannon work. does. But Shannon does. <laughs> Shannon takes care. Um, so. but like, yeah, they hashtag they their mom. Shannon, Shannon also. Um, I don't always pick up on when people are being like creepy or rude, but Shannon <laughs> always picks up on it. Shannon <laughs> always like takes care of it before I can even notice. Yes, you need to always have that person. I love that. I yeah there's i'm yeah. like there's so many there's been so many moments where like someone will like do something like creepy or unfortunate and sh i'll just like hear shannon respond before shannon i know what's like, going on <laughs> shannon's, like, shannon's like hey <laughs> it's great it's awesome no no but like like f that shit you know what i mean okay i don't have a lot of swear i'm so sorry but like screw that you know what i mean like i it's really, really frustrating. And like, if I'm in a position where I feel comfortable to like call someone out, you know, damn well I'm going to, because honestly, that's not cool. And that behavior is not allowed at any environment yeah. that I'm a part of. And it I'm should too be, nervous to do it. It shouldn't so, be allowed period, <laughs> but like, it shouldn't be allowed period. But like, if there is a space like where some, like, I don't know, I am never going to let some like indie boy who like that like I thought you were saying indie boy with a beanie and then I looked at myself <laughs> in those <laughs> I'm not going to let some indie boy who like appropriates queer culture come come and be rude at a space that like is already so exclusive mm -hmm. like no that's not gonna happen like I am I am all like I said this on every single interview like I like to think of myself as a pretty like calm person most of the time but like I'm not like <laughs> I will call you out and you better like I'm not I'm not afraid to do it like, it's like screw that yeah. and it makes me so mad like I, I think another thing that's really important to say about Bugsy shows specifically is like we've been getting um a pretty fair amount of clout lately <laughs> clout uh to where we would be playing shows at places like the Seventh Street Entry or like other like the, our audience, like <laughs> other like our, other like our fans. like 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 more venue esque places. But we've only played house shows. We really only used to play yeah. house shows, so it's kind of un unclear how that would be different now. The opportunities that we have to play shows in places that aren't houses are only coming now and not really coming now because they don't exist. You know, well, it's yeah, still like it's, it's unclear if you know and so i don't even know if they it's just so difficult to gauge that kind of thing um but without even, like in so everything yeah when the pandemic was before like coronavirus started like there were some like hints at like bigger shows like that i don't know if we're allowed to share because uh, it never happened but like just some cool shows that were offered mm -hmm. yeah. But it's like so we can't really like when you when we talk about like what is Bugsy about live like the only live um it's been like, like a year and a well, year since we've even well but the only but like the only live 
thing that we used to do was just in people's basements. And so that energy is always going to be a part of what we think our live energy is because mm -hmm. we've just never been outside of that. I mean, also, but also, and there also, is Banana Guy. We also just like have, all of us have historically, most of the hands we've been in have been like basement show bands. So it's just yeah. kind of like part of the energy that like we bring to the table, we carry. And that's, and, and I love it, honestly. Like, it, it teaches you how to like, you know, play despite not being able to hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think basement shows are great. Um, that's just uh, all it really was. Yeah. I love that. And it's great that that's something that you want to bring into. It sounds like even when you start to play like venue shows and stuff, you really just want to bring that kind of energy because it's like, Florida doesn't have basements, so I haven't been to a basement show, but <laughs> I've been to enough like DIY gigs at different like spaces and house shows and stuff. And I just know that there's a special energy whenever you're at that particular kind of space, because it's both intimate, it's loud. It's, I think people are just so much more comfortable expressing themselves in that space. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can just like, feel like, I don't want to sound corny or say anything that's cliche, but like, there's something about being in a, like, it, this sounds disgusting now in the COVID era, like being in a, like, packed basement or a packed living room or whatever, and just, like, you can't really hear the music, but you, like, you can't really hear stuff very clearly, but you can, like, feel it, and there's a yeah. energy, and, like, I don't know. I think that's cool, but I also think being at a venue is cool and being able to hear stuff. I just, I, <laughs> I just like hearing and experiencing live music. I just mm -hmm. like playing really loud, fast music, and I just want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking my computer battery. Well, I hope that we get all of that again. Y'all are making me miss it so bad. I'm, um, so things I've had to like turn off mentally. It's like, please just yeah. forget shows are a oh. thing for a little while so you don't get all the sads. <laughs> I think it's easy to like, when we're in a in a space like this, kind of like talk about it. But I think at least for me, I feel like I, I kind of have like mentally accepted the idea that like shows may never come back. And like, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think they will come back eventually. But like in my own head, I've, kind of created this reality where I'm like, am I content with I'm, what I'm doing regardless of whether or not I'm able to perform it? Because that's kind of the um, what what matters like to me, I feel like it's just like, am I able to communicate what I want to communicate um, through through like music and um, I, I don't know. Shows are cool, but shows are kind of like, feel like, like, a potential treat for later right now as yeah. opposed to like yeah. what I need to do if that makes sense it does absolutely <laughs> in the meantime I'm just kind of absorbing all of your energy that you've put on like your EP and your newer singles because whoo that's a good feel to to <laughs> just process all that for a while because there's so much like energy to it and whenever I think about like Teratoma and stuff that EP is such one of energy and momentum to change circumstances and difficult situations is what I got out of it. And I thought that was really powerful and appropriate. I'm just curious, what was it like to kind of write this EP and express that? So I think um, a lot of the songs I wrote were kind of like, um, you know, different about different things but quite a few of them were about like the same person and the same like breakup and just like um I think it was like the first not the first time but it was like more more autobiographical than I'd like written music in the past and it was just like 
when I I kind of like write songs and I feel like they're kind of like slow and like indie and like sad but then I I bring them to Shannon Alex and Griffin and Alex is loud and fast and Griffin screeches with his little guitar and <laughs> Shannon goes like <laughs> so it's just like the way the songs sound when I <clears throat> write them in in my my bedroom versus what they sound like on the EP are very different things. But like in the case of this EP, like we had just started as a band. So it was like, we had been a band for I think like six months, but like two months with a drummer when we recorded it. Mm-hmm. So it was like me, Shannon and, and me, Shannon and, um, me, Shannon and Griffin were practicing for a while, just us with the songs. And then drums kind of came in like two months before it was recorded. Mm-hmm. So that EP was definitely different than like how we've written. Sorry for talking so long. No, you're good. I also think, like, it's kind of what Emily was saying, like, a lot of, I feel like we talk about this, like, in every single, like, interviewee setting, or I feel like I do, but it's, like, some of the earlier songs where it was kind of, like, a, I have this idea, this is how I want it to be executed, and, like, had, it was, like, a more, like, a finished song, but now, like, I think Overwhelming is the first, like, recorded example of a song that kind of, like, that shifted more where it became more we're collaborating we're collaborating from day one one and like um the music like isn't like the song is more like Emily you can like fact check me on this obviously I don't know it's like as much like 80% done and now it's more like 60% done or 50% done and like I don't know like I remember like the end of that song of overwhelming was like completely kind of like a band idea and I think that was like one of the first times we were like oh cool Mm -hmm. for the most part prior to that it was like oh here's the song here's the structure like you can like people were writing their own parts but it was like now I think songwriting is slowly becoming more like cohesive and like all together over time Um, which is cool because it means we're getting to know each other more I think it's kind of an interesting discussion and it goes into like what you asked us earlier about like what are you trying to put out like what are you trying to like cultivate and at the end of the day you know and I think like Emily definitely has like a core that is like something that they're cultivating but when it comes to the rest of us like Emily really is just like I don't know with me especially just like just do what you want you know (laughs) and then things just kind of come together like the energy aspect of it is definitely like completely a byproduct of like the rest of us just being able to put in our own input and let yeah. that just like take form by itself well it's also like we talk like i feel like maybe i should be the one but alex and emily kind of have a more similar have like a similar thought process to songwriting mm-hmm. i think like very meticulous meticulous like we'll spend like hours working on like one part of one where song. that one crash hit goes yeah. in that one chorus and I think Shannon tends to write more like melodic stuff. And I kind of write it in the moment and then adjust as needed. And I, I don't know. I feel like we we kind of kind of tend towards that. Well, more. I definitely like the meticulous aspect of things. I think whenever it gets into the meticulous realm, it mm-hmm. usually is you guys talking about rhythm things. And it's like, I feel like like with me and Shannon especially, like mm-hmm. we are meticulous, but we are meticulous on our own a little bit more. So yeah. 
Like, like I definitely think about my parts constantly, but I do exist in my own little world to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's more like, because like, I remember when Bugsy started, like you were like, I want a drummer that follows my guitar. And I think that was like a big goal. And if I, I remember Liz, Liz, like Liz Fair, like, like that's, that's it. That was the, I really like Liz Fair. And I was like, oh, I'm just kind of, not that we sound anything like Liz Fair at all, um, but maybe we do, I don't know. Um, no, <laughs> we, don't. we don't, but I liked how the drumming kind of followed. Cause I think if I remember correctly, like the guitar was tracked first and then someone just kind of came in and like did the drums to like the, guitar was I I don't want to say this in a recorded context and be wrong because if some really intense Liz Fair fan like comes into my messages and cracks me I will be so sad because I love Liz Fair and I don't want to like say something incorrect so I wouldn't worry about that (laughs) no I think it's interesting that you talk about the way that you write because I'm thinking in particular about like Moody Knows Best because I feel like lyrically there's this feeling of like tugging back and forth emotionally but this is something that's done very literally within the music with these slower parts and then sudden speed up throughout the song I love the tugging that you feel with the speed and particularly the noise that you're doing there I thought that was really cool can you talk about the song oh thank you sorry um that is actually the that song was actually written the day I had Shannon come over for the first time for like practice space <laughs> oh wow and- Sorry. No, um, I, I talked to the guy who the song is about. We're cool now. He knows it's about him. Like, <laughs> but he he screwed me over that day. And like I he was was supposed to like let me like practice in and use his amp because I don't have an amp and like let me use his space and he was gonna help me get a ride because I didn't have a car, but like um he just like totally ditched on me and like it was like the millionth time that that had happened and like I was just pissed so I wrote that song like right before Shannon came over because I was like well Shannon's gonna come over like this person's I didn't really know who Shannon was and I was like this person's gonna come over and like I was just like upset and it was just like that was just the way that that uh, relationship just was was like kind of being like let down kind of I'm trying to think I just yeah I felt like it was like really mean and cocky at the time, but um, <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I I talked to the dude and he was like, I deserved it, so you know, is what it is. <laughs> you did deserve it. Um, yeah, I remember that day because I opened the door and, and like meet Shannon for the first time and I, and, like, this, I was crying I was, like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and I had like really short hair in my base and I was like hello like, <laughs> and I was crying and I, I just felt so bad that like yes. that was your first impression I mean I think we worked on that song we worked on capo three we worked on two other songs that aren't that one is on our band camp but then like another one that hasn't been recorded I don't think ever will be so it's, some, like, dead old, some dead songs some dead songs <laughs> some transitional songs um yeah and I was like nice this is gonna work out but like also <laughs> I feel like at that time well, you were I mean, probably a little spooked I was, and I'm I was, sorry no I because my rat was also like running around the room I used to have a rat named Dolly and like I lost her and I think I accidentally like flashed my underwear to Shannon <laughs> and like <laughs> I feel like 
I am surprised you did not simply run, but I'm glad you I, did that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had a good time. And then <laughs> I brought like my little like honey tone and we did it again. Yeah. And then we finally got a practice space and then I met Griffin. Yep. Oh. Yes. It's a really long time. But Moody and yeah, that song is, that was Sorry. like, no, that one I like remember when we were learning it, I was like, there's the part where it's like, sometimes it feels like, I like, used to always call that the Frankie Cosmos part because I'm like yeah. doing like single note guitar parts. Yeah. And I'm like, thinking of Frankie Cosmos. I really like Frankie Cosmos. But, um, hey, you're wearing Cosmos a Frankie Cosmos hat, hat right now. I wear my Frankie Cosmos hat every day, actually. <laughs> but, oh. um, I don't know if that's how it like actually came off ultimately in the end after the show. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of like the quiet chorus where it's like yeah. everything else is loud, but then the chorus is like where you bring it back, you know? Mm -hmm. Really easy way to kind of like subvert those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Frankie Cosmos does it a lot. Yeah. And so, like, yes, yeah, when I heard the song, like, you know, like Emily didn't talk to me about Frankie Cosmos at all, but you know, like, I listened to it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the Frankie Cosmos thing here because that's what this sounds like. Fuck. No, but I also <laughs> remember, like, there was one practice, like, we just couldn't get Moody Knows Best for a while. Like, and then yeah. we made a drum, then we had yeah. Alex come in, but play we the were, drums, and, and we're we, like, all right. <laughs> no, because I remember there was a while where we were like, should we, like, what about, like, should we, like, scrap this song? Like, and, and then I think we were like, no, like, we love this song. Yeah. But it was just hard to get it without a drummer. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm glad you didn't scrap it because it's so good. Honestly, I, it's very relatable too. That thing, that's something that I loved about it. And frankly, all the music that you have on that EP, because like, I have to say, I really enjoyed Apathy as well, particularly because it just roars right at the start. Can you talk about that song? It sounds like a spider to um, me. Yes. It's <laughs> fine. That song was about like kind of yeah I mean don't really talk to the people any of the people that like any of the songs are about anymore but that mm -hmm. one was just about like liking someone who is in like a shitty situation or like liking someone that is like potentially unobtainable for whatever reason mm -hmm. uh, or just like wanting to spend time with someone but um <laughs> We talk about how we didn't really have our drummer for um, the first however long of Bugsy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like there was a day when like I had never practiced with him. And, I hadn't. We never Shannon met him. Had never, we, we had never, never met, met him. him. Emily had kind of like given him like the lowdown of like what the songs are like real quick beforehand. And um, we just played them all together and they just sounded really good. And Apathy was like the one where that's like, oh. like when it comes in, it's like really abrasive. That song, I think, is like the okay. song that like it was the most challenged us the most at the time. It just excited me the most at the time, honestly. Yeah. And now that's like my least favorite one on the EP. <laughs> oh, that's wild. <laughs> but it's getting it served its purpose though and getting y'all excited in that moment i think oh, that's yeah. just I think because that's the like, like only mind. song that was like positive about someone and then like i don't feel positively about that person anymore and all the other songs i'm like well yeah i still hate that person hell yeah <laughs> I, think, I think it's easier to like i don't know it's harder to relate to a positive song no that's not true i I want to, I want to write more positive music. That's my, one of, that was one of my goals for 2021, because I feel like almost everything I write is, like, sad or mad. I really want to write more positive music, so I don't want to, like, put out that energy by saying that I can't relate to positive songs. Well, at the very least, just write your song about guinea pigs, and you're good to go. Oh, I have. Oh, you have? Perfect! 
And rabbits. There's a there's a song about my rabbit who unfortunately died on our daycare. Yes. Benjamin. All right. Y'all mentioned earlier a bit about how overwhelming was what the song where there was a lot more, it seems like collaboration within the songwriting and stuff. I, whew, that song is fantastic because I feel like it's, it's very much relatable in a sense of like those feelings and how many of them there are when you're leaving a bad relationship and just like they, you internally can kind of feel a little bit chaotic and like you're trying to process all that. And I love the way that this is told through the lyrics as well as through the music and ultimately the way you visualized it in the music video. Um, can y'all talk about this song and what it was like for you to put that one together? I think that one was like, that one's, it's interesting to write songs and then like think about lyrics like retrospectively. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, ultimately that, you know, the context under which the song was written, you know, kind of separating from it, but the, the song itself is like just set out just knowing you have to do something and just not kind of being able to like do it and just feeling like a shitty person yeah. essentially um and just feeling stuck but stuck in feeling shitty um and like you know you can apply that to any context obviously I, I wrote that in um the context of what I was going through at the time but like it's just like a lot of that the, the that song is like you know, if I were to write that same song with the same lyrics now, you know, not in that situation, it would be way more like, you suck, dude. But that song is very like, I feel bad. I feel I'm a bad person. Um, was just kind of like how I was feeling. I think most, <laughs> most Bugsy songs, I mean, almost all, all Bugsy songs are about specific situations or like, you know, things like that. But overwhelming is like one of the ones where it's like very applicable to I was trying to be vague because I didn't want to piss someone off and you know it's just such a good song to be like I don't know like I definitely listen to overwhelming and think about my life and the things that it applies to in that kind of context pretty often and I feel like especially like with the pandemic right now like I don't know it's just kind of something that people can vibe with you know and that song we recorded in um March of 2020 March 11th mm -hmm. <laughs> so just oh, wow. before the pandemic so it didn't get released for a long time because of the pandemic. We couldn't finish doing some of the like tracking that we needed. We finished some of that in the summer. We recorded that one and talked to you on the same day. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just like took a really long time to like release it um, for just a multitude of reasons. Um, pandemic, just so so much so much stuff going on. I, yeah. You know, whatever um so making we then we finally it was finally like we're gonna do this we gotta do this um and the music video like was filmed so far from when it was recorded like the music video i finished it like a month before the song came out and the song came out mm -hmm. um in on, on uh february 13th yeah, yeah. so the music video is just kind of like you know us like hanging out essentially and like I guess kind of some of the imagery was like, oh, overwhelmed, haha, <laughs> bathtub, you're drowning. Yeah. But ultimately it's like, it's just stuff that I thought looked cool. And like, that's how I do a lot of visual stuff for the band is just like, what looks cool when I hear this? Which yeah. I 
you know, you can try to shove deeper meaning onto that. But like, yeah. I, you know, my, I just feel like I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I sound so pretentious. Um, but that's okay. It's just like, what is authentic and genuine um, in that? Love it. And I, I hope that that's what comes across is yeah. that things are authentic and genuine. Oh yeah. Y'all look like you're having a great time too, working on it is what I really got out of it, honestly. Cause it's like, yeah, there's some like things that visually I think map to what you're saying within your music, but it's also like seeing y'all just like shove like plastic bug toys in your mouth yeah. and just like, yeah. just like goofing <laughs> off. It just, to me, it felt like it was just y'all just having fun. And I love being able to see that especially to like a really good song like that well you know also like that music video like there just was not really that much of a plan yeah vague ideas i mean i am like i feel like i don't want to speak or like talk about myself in a way that is incorrect but i feel like i'm simultaneously the least organized person on earth but i always have my shit together at the same time sure um so i'm just like really disorganized but I'm like it's gonna happen just trust I'm a trust the process kind of person yeah, yeah. Well, there's been a few for the, for the Bugsy music for the top team music video we didn't really know we were shooting the music video until no. we showed up and Emily had a green screen and was like surprise and you're like oh, rock and roll <laughs> um and then for the other for the talk for the overwhelming one like we were I wasn't and we had like a loose idea what we were doing but I was Shannon and I went to like the dollar store and bought those bugs and it's like a lot of music video stuff that we've made has been just like either free or like five dollars because it's just like use what mentality of like use what you have like if I wanted to spend money on you know it's just like the last thing that we the band can justify spending money on right now music videos so like what can we do with what we have and what skills that like we have and like how can we make this the best as possible and Shannon and I were at the dollar store getting some stuff and we just bought like twenty dollars worth of plastic bottles and like Burnsville on accident because it's like a suburb which is like a bit which is like 45 minutes away from where we live because I was driving and I was like oh here's a dollar tree and then I click on it and then I was like oh We've been driving for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, with just like Bugsy and anything in general, like this also I feel like works out just because of like how we are as a unit. But like when I went to go shoot the overwhelming music video, I was like, I don't really know what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna look nice, you know. Maybe, maybe I'll put some. I, I told in my everyone mouth. to wear some formal attire. That's yeah. like all I said. I was like, just be formal. Just like, don't really know what's gonna happen. Shannon got there and I was like, are you cool with being in a bathtub? And Shannon was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> I was like, word. I can do that. A worm. A worm, literally. <laughs> worm. Oh my gosh. It's a lot of fun. Like, I really, 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 really like making stuff and having it be like I, I made this like we made this we did this like we and it's also just like fun to hang out and do stuff together like it's an excuse to like spend time with friends and like it's making something that is cool and like I don't know very worth it to me even though like every Bugsy music video is three minutes but I don't even want to think about how much time they all took, even though they have you know, <laughs> very, like varying quality. Five yeah. hours or something like that. Yeah. Editing. Editing. I guess. <laughs> Moody Knows Best took like a solid like 
four months. I mean, that's stop motion. And I like watched it a a little bit ago and I'm like, you know. It's still good. It's It's so good. Yeah. It's still the good. four bugs, the, like the frog <laughs> and the three bugs, is like my Twitter photo, my Twitter cover photo, and like what? my yeah Facebook pic. No, my Facebook pro- photo is the ducks. <laughs> we have ducks. Oh, you bought that word. <laughs> like oh oh in my room. Okay, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I love how much fun y'all had with all this. It's really important. Um. I'm kind of curious, what's something you really want listeners to get out of listening to, like, music by Bugsy? Um, having a good time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think about this a lot, like, in a, in a weird way, not in, like, a, I don't know. Um, I think it's important that people get whatever they want out of it, because I think almost every song that I've related to and resonated to with the most, like, growing up was, like, music where I fully misunderstood the meaning. And I think it's like, you know, no, like, I think it's just like, I kind of lost track of what I was saying here, but I just think like whatever people want to get out of it is super, super, super cool. I don't know. I just am always like bewildered at the idea of people like listening to us, period, generally, like it's super, super cool and crazy and like you know, you see numbers on a screen that say people listen to it, but like, I don't actually necessarily always like believe that people actually exist who listen to it. So I'm just like, whatever people want to get out of it, if you want to like, listen to like the song I wrote about hating, you know, whatever, this ex-boyfriend, cause you X, Y, Z, and you listen to it and you think, yeah, my mom yelled at me and I'm sad. Like that is so sick. If you want to listen to it and you want to be like, my friend hurt my feelings, sick, you know, whatever. I just, I just think it's cool. I think, I don't, I don't know. I'm talking for a very long time. I just love to rock and I, I don't think there is any goal. I think it's just whatever people want to, want to make out of stuff. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I talked no, to you for I mean, it's your lyrics. Um, you know, in terms of like a musical sort of thing, um, what I want people to get out of these sorts of things, I think in terms of like an honest interpretation of like a message or something like that, that really is something that like mostly comes from Emily, um, which is good, you know. Um, I just want people to feel like it's something that they might be a part of or um you know I think there's something really cool about like uh being able to like look at people do something that you think is cool and be able to think like these are people that like I could know or like these are people that I do know or like this is somebody who seems like they could be like me or something like that you know in any capacity just like like have something that people feel like they can be of in their own way yeah whatever it is you know I also just like the idea of someone listening to like the idea that something that I did connected with somebody out there somehow and I don't care what that is but just when I think about moments of my life like music is such a huge and clear part of my life and like the amount of times when I felt awful and I've scream cried to the wrong meaning for a song or the right meaning to a song like you know and then felt fine afterwards it's just like 
not that I necessarily expect or want anyone to do that to something that I wrote, but just like there, there's, I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to explain. You have to connect and like if, ultimately if be able to share that. Yeah. If something can like help somebody else with their processing of something or they can feel seen or related to, that is fucking awesome in a way that I can't describe. It's, and yeah, it's cool to think that you can exist in somebody's like unique experience. Like everybody experiences music in a unique way. That's the cool thing about it. You know, or be a part of somebody else's like, like human experience or like healing journey or like processing of anything. It's or just whatever. Like, like somebody like or if they're like trying to cover our, our songs, like that happened once upon a time. Like really cool. that's cool. So Maybe we help you like learn how to do something piano. on the piano or the guitar or something like that. You know, or just like. Or it means nothing to it all, and it's just in the background, and you're just doing your thing. Like, I just think it's cool that I, my little fingers went, and you went, ooh. Well, because it's like, no one can ever, like, relate to an experience, like, directly, because it's, like, your experience, you know what I mean? So it's like, and music is interpretational. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to speak of them. Interpretational. (laughs) So I guess just to kind of reiterate points that have already been made, like whatever you want to acknowledge cool. <laughs> but and like, I think oh so sorry. I mean if it's like significant to you for whatever reason, that's like really a really cool feeling yeah. to experience. Like as someone who's like a musician mm-hmm. and as someone who also listens to a lot of music. <laughs> like I understand like both sides of that as a consumer and as mm-hmm. a creator. I also okay. just like <laughs> we are this is a secret that's not really a secret we are in the process of working on an album. And I think lyrically I've been working on trying to like do more thematic stuff. And like, I put in a lot of really well thought in my humble opinion, well thought like <laughs> Easter eggs where it's like, oh, the first lyric of this song and the last lyric of this song tie together and just stuff like that, that, you know, I don't think anyone will ever notice, but I am kind of secretly hoping that like someone out there will be like, ooh, track one three and five all have this well someone like, out you there would have said it on other people like, i do yeah. that talk to me about like phoebe bridgers doing that like multiple times like i'm gonna be one of those people that finds that stuff though in your record and like is gonna geek out and i know that there are a lot of people like me out there who do that so it's well, gonna be fun hopefully hopefully i have a treat for you well like this we'll is this is a cringy example, but like I used to be like a really big like Green Pilot stand. Like I used to love them, and there are so many of those. I'm sorry, Griffin. No, there are so many of those, especially across blurry face. Like I, I could do an entire, entire like sort of thing about it because it's like like I won't get into it, but like there is like they do the 21 Pilots podcast. 21 Pilots oh. more. <laughs> I simply would keep my mouth shut. I don't know anything. There needs to be a support group for like we're covering emo, like Twenty One Pilots emo. I was gonna say I was an emo. Well, like there's like My Chemical Romance emo, and like I was a My Chemical Romance emo too. But like I was like a Twenty One Pilots emo. Like (laughs) it was like bad. But like there's like a part. So basically, they like recorded a song. They were like there was a song. The last song on Blurry Face. There was a there was like a weird like kind of like pseudo like music video of it beforehand and he he's playing it on an accordion but then there's like a thing at the end of it and that thing goes into the first song on blurry face even though it came out like two years prior and it's just like what like i don't know stuff like that is like crazy to me so long story short i think people will notice that 
We will. Sorry. We will. That was a long one. The oh, you're, you're so valid. I, I was so honestly, I can't even lie. I did not understand a word. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I heard 21 violence and immediately my brain was like, oh, I am confused now. I was like, like a world I'm of really, confusion. I'm you really are so bad. You're so bad. You're so professional bungee podcast. <laughs> uh, I promise no, yes, you're not the 21 pilots anymore. They're kind of problematic people. So. Yeah, I understand, but I also can completely relate to the whole going down a complete rabbit hole of fandom there. I do it all the time, so Heck yeah. nobody, nobody will support that more than me, that's for sure. Uh, you are queer and repressed, and we <laughs> kind of have an outlet of homoerotic relationships. <laughs> me getting really into Ferrari when I- Oh my god! Wait, okay. <laughs> me uh, not coming out until like two years after that phase. Anyways, we love it. That's great. Um, so tell me, what are some things you're kind of hoping to be able to accomplish as a band um, as you kind of keep growing? I know that y'all mentioned a lot of touring earlier, but anything else you really want to be able to do? Um, I don't know. I I don't. I'll say this out loud. I don't know if this is realistic or not. This is just. I really, really want to, like, if it's possible, make this, like, what I do, like, full-time. Mm-hmm. I really would. It feels like a dream, and it feels unobtainable, but it also simultaneously just, like, feels so close and far away mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but, you know, smaller scale, you know, finish album, um, that's kind of my first, my first step. <laughs> it's really unfortunate, but, like, in terms of, like, our goals like what we can be doing like I just feel like we're doing those things you know that's good it's like in the momentum and like the way things are progressing are really great and if things could just keep going like the way they are like that's what I think is the best case scenario the only thing that I just really want to change is to just not be in a pandemic anymore and that's like the one thing that we can't really do anything about That's just waiting <laughs> pretty much and it's yeah it's agonizing but like, yeah I feel that <laughs> yeah especially like doing like interviews with all kinds of different things and like working really hard as a band right now it's just kind of like this is great you know like this is what like we want this is what I want a functioning band to look like and feel like mm-hmm. I would just like it to be functioning in a different world you know yeah I think it's hard to kind of like create goals, create tangible goals that I would like create in like a non-pandemic setting just because no idea what it's going to look like. Yeah, there is no, and like, it's also like Emily, Alex and I are all in school right now and that's kind of like a huge unknown as well and like there's just kind of like, I mean, I don't know I think like it, it kind of what Griffin was saying like I'm really satisfied with where Bugsy is at right now especially knowing how music has been affected mm-hmm. due to this um and at the same time like I feel like maybe this is just how I think I just like don't want to create like something that's like a, a, a dream that like will this disappoint me in six months just because it's like the pandemic is still going on yeah. um yeah. knock on wood that it isn't but like but like, you know, it's hard to say like what just kind of 
taking it as it comes, hoping for the best. <laughs> oh my God. My, my, I mean, my, my main goal is I'm just like this, you know, not, I, I am, I hate the idea of like, you know, your youth is fleeting and you can only do things at a certain time. But I do feel like at least for this project, um, the time to put everything we have into it is like now. Yeah. This specific project, not as us, for us as people, but just like for this project now feels like a time of urgency and a time where I'm like, if, if, if something could happen, not necessarily now, now, like pandemic now, but just like, it's, it's worth it to me to like, put everything that I like have into it just to like, you know, shoot my shot, but don't be disappointed if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make it, because it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm proud of everything that we have, you know, done, done so far. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to continue doing it and do more and go further. Um, and I will do it like as much as I possibly can to try to try to do that. Um, but ultimately yeah. a, a huge thing is being at peace with where you are as well. Um, and I don't, I don't know, don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but like, I feel like as musicians, it's natural. Like I, I used to struggle quite a bit with like, you know, jealousy or like being concerned about not doing enough or like this number, that number, what other bands are doing. And I think it's been really helpful for me to like keep my goals clear and like what I would like for myself clear, but really, really focus on not playing that like comparison game because sure. it's really, really easy to just get miserable when you go down into that rabbit hole and down into that trap and just constantly feel that goodness. So it's like, you know, the dichotomy of wanting to do more, but also being content um, with where you're at. You're you gotta at. do things your way, ultimately, and like yeah. what feels good to you. So I'm glad that you have like the idea of like different things you want to keep trying. Glad I could be a part of the <laughs> talking to people and doing the interviews oh, stuff. Thank you so much, my 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 <laughs> blind interview, my like my just random email. But I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So I always like to ask one question at the end of our interview. If you could play a show with any three bands or artists, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would it be? And you can each pick three. You don't have to vote collectively for a three. Hold on. I am opening up my spot. Yeah, I might have to think about it for a minute. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh... I think when I think about that question in terms of Bugsy specifically, I always want to think of bands that I think sound like Bugsy or like, or at least a just, little bit like your biggest dreams, Griffin. But like, you know, outside of that, I just say like bands <laughs> that I really like. I really like this Japanese band called Number Girl right now. <laughs> and they had our, they're from like the 90s, but they had like a reunion in 2019 that was going to keep on going. Oh, and wow. Uh, this is like kind of like a weird off note thing, but like, you know, we've all been local musicians for a while and I've known a couple of local musicians who have been like, my biggest following is in Japan or something like that. Or yeah. success doing that kind of thing. I used to hear from this friend of mine that one of the best places to try and put your music out of state is like either somewhere in Europe or Japan. Yeah. Because it's like, like that or something. It's just, there's an audience there for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to tour to Japan and play with my favorite Japanese band right now, which is a band called Number Girl. Um, and then like one of my favorite bands right now is called Caro Caro Bonito. I love Caro Caro Bonito. I don't Ooh. think they really sound very much like Caro Caro Bonito, but if I could somehow interact with Caro Caro Bonito, that would be very cool. <laughs> See the third? 
I don't have a third. Okay. Those are your top two. That works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My three are mannequin pussy. Yes. I love mannequin pussy so much. They've come both of these two have played with mannequin pussy. Yeah, I've actually. And played I with am mannequin so pussy. jealous. <laughs> uh, they are my favorite band. They've commented in a few of our TikToks. Um, I love you. You're listening to this podcast. I I I love you. You played at the end. They played at the entry, and I talked to Missy and I cried (laughs) because I was like, I love you so much. Um, in a similar vein, um, Mitski. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And Mitski is like my all-time favorite artist. Like I love her. Like I've seen her live like two or three times, and like she's wonderful. And another band that I think would just be like really cool is like Screaming Females. Yes. Oh my gosh. Screaming Females like is just, they're so cool. My coworker went to high school with them and I learned that and I was like, bro, what the hell? Like, <laughs> it, like Screaming Females feels, I mean like all of those, like I feel like Mannequin Pussy can seem tangible and Screaming Females could seem tangible. I guess, I mean, I, I was going to say another artist and I was like, I already said three, but yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably my top three. I have, uh, it's like loud femme people. It's like <laughs> my like. You said alive or dead, so um, I, you know, I always feel like I should prepare more for these kind of things. I'm always like, what if I get it wrong? And so, but um, probably Elliot Smith is gonna be on that list because um, love Elliot Smith, um. I also probably, honestly, I'm going to say My Chemical Romance because that has been like my, that was my favorite band for my entire, entire, entire like age 11 to like 17. And, you know, yes. we got to throw, we got to throw 11 to 17 year old me a, a bone. Um, and there's just so many people for a third person and I am having trouble um, narrowing it down. I was going to say, I... I've actually decided on a third person. Ooh. We're all talking about a bunch of famous acts and things like that. But when I really truly think about it, like I want to play a show with Marmalade, which is that other <laughs> local band. Because so, well, you know, like so many shows of Marmalade. But it's like, I love them, but it's like, here's the thing. Them, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, sure, it'd be cool to like play a show with like your heroes or whatever. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's like, is that really Marmalade is my hero. Is that gonna be more fun than playing a show with your friends? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um so I'm gonna throw people that I like in the mix. Lily Allen. I'm throwing Lily Allen on there. We're okay. No, Lily Allen is opening for us. Just kidding. I would never. We're opening for Lily Allen. Not (laughs) I would never, I would never dare to step on Lily Allen. Oh my gosh. I love all your picks. These are all really fun. I feel like they reflect so much of your personalities too. And some of them are totally possible because they're still alive. So I'm sending the vibe in the universe that you get these kind of awesome opportunities. Alex Alex Smith, if you're free for a gig. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Wherever he is now, beyond earth. (laughs) Um, A heaven gig for Jesus and God. Um, (laughs) I would have also said marmalade. (laughs) <laughs> he would have said alex that. norman would have had some really interesting picks so uh, yeah i don't even know because he doesn't he, he when he when he chooses music that he like gravitates towards it's not it's like what is he i mean I he just likes he likes he, he likes his likes sick likes. beats he does like sick beats he, he likes beats. he likes sweet beats oh my not, God. Like and, the, and not like the vegetables and marmalade. Like the fruit, sorry oh <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm like they're a root, right? And a root isn't a fruit. It has to be part of the reproductive organ. Um, yeah. So are are I just think that they're a fruit because they're really sweet. All right. I'm sorry. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, y'all, it's been so much fun hanging out with you. Um, yeah. where, can, where can everybody keep up with Bugsy on the internet and find all your music? Oh, um, Bugsy on, Band. It's Bugsy Band everywhere. B-U-G-S-Y-B-A-N-D. And um, that's we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, TikTok. we're on TikTok. we're on Facebook, um, on TikTok. Hello. Yeah, I was gonna say um, this. Right, whatever. It's a Instagram. Whole yeah, but TikTok so, is very important. Yes. I don't know if it's it's follow us on TikTok. We had we made a TikTok that flopped, and it was so funny, and I'm so mad that it yeah, flopped. So it you got, if if anybody well, listening, yeah, if anybody listening to this podcast could just go on our TikTok, look at the video with the least amount of numbers, and then just watch that video. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be but really yeah, great. Um, Thank yeah, you Instagram, TikTok, Bandcamp, Band. Yeah, we're Bugsy. We're just bugsy.bandcamp.com. And you, on if Spotify. you're looking for us on Spotify and Apple Music, you YouTube. know, there's a lot of there's a lot of other bugsies. So maybe just like shout out Bugsy Teratoma. Shout out our friends on the uh, Drifter Music Group who are gonna be putting out music about us. Slash already have. If you want to see live yeah, bugsy there's live bugs yeah. yeah. on yeah. Drifter Music Park. On, yeah, on, on YouTube and things like that. They also put out a lot of other really cool local live videos. They just put out their own band too. They put out their own music. Really? very cool yeah that's the those are the the places all the socials at bugsy band everywhere link tree (laughs) (laughs) if you find yeah if you find one of our socials you found all of them but yes thank you so so much for for having a lot of fun and i really appreciate you speaking to us Mm -hmm. and thanks for hanging out everybody please go support bugsy they're an awesome band I almost said, everyone, please go support the podcast. Well, I realized that these people are, would be listening to it already. So, um, I appreciate it anyway. <laughs>
You just heard Bugsy. Thank you so much to everyone in Bugsy for hanging out and for sharing their stories and music and some details about themselves. Um, be sure to stream all their music and give Bugsy a follow on social media. Hopefully I'll get to jam with them here in Florida sometime whenever everything is all safe and good again. Um, so that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy, Kitz Miller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Freeze. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry and do that thing that makes you happy. Bye for now. <laughs>